Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I try to figure out how to go back in time and prevent myself from joining this podcast at all. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Uh, Remington? Three years, Remington. (laughs) Oh, God. That is a significant chunk of my life that I've spent doing this shit. (laughs) Three years, you have been watching at least one anime series a week for I, over... I like how you say at least, as if on my free time, I'm also casually watching some. I mean, you never know, man. I don't know. I'm not with you 100% <laughs> of the time. Like, you might you might have, like, a little secret stash of, like, one or two videos that you just keep watching over and over that you're just like, they're just so good. <laughs> I assure you that that is not the case. <laughs> I assure you that in my free time, I am I am in no way compelled to watch any more anime. Are you sure? You sure you haven't like found like that one anime that has uh, called to you for years, and you just you you've got a little figure shrine set up in the corner of your apartment? Uh, I mean there there's a shrine to an anime in my apartment, but I wasn't the one who created it. That was my girlfriend's doing. Uh, and she has is- terrible taste. It is very elaborate, I will say that. Like, I, I do find the uh, the sheer amount of buff men with, ho- with like, really long hair to be, like, astonishing. It's, a a it's life-size amazing. model of, of cars just, just stuck in our apartment. Uh, it, yeah. It's real obnoxious. Uh, on the bright side, though, the nipples light up, so at least you have a way to get around in the dark. <laughs> well, exactly. It's very useful in that very specific case. My car's nipple nightlight. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to the show, or else she might actually uh, come after us at some point. We, we've said nothing that's untrue. <laughs> it, <it's... laughs> but this, this Just... isn't about me and my girlfriend, Sean. This is about me and uh, what many people believe is my boyfriend. Me and you, Sean. Uh, yes. So many people shipping us, our relationship as it's evolved or devolved through the past three years. Uh, I, I assume you have some pr- some pretty decent plans for today, Sean. Oh, you know, I just thought that we'd get together, you know, maybe pop some popcorn, you know, just uh, cuddle on the couch a little bit and... Oh, wait, you mean for the podcast. <laughs> you, oh, I, uh, huh. It's it's an easy misunderstanding. Don't worry, I'm sure that'll get cut out in post. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, no, and no, no, one... no. Dylan, Dylan is a wonderful editor, and he will absolutely uh, cut out my future date plans. Like that. The, is... the worst thing that could happen is that we fuel the shipping fire. The shipping fire that is founded on toxicity, as most popular <laughs> ships are. I mean, it's true. <laughs> All those Deku X Bakugo fans, man. Wow. It, <laughs> yep. it gets out there pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but Rem, for the podcast, I do actually have something kind of special uh, planned. 
Oh, okay, not, okay. Not only special, but topical. Oh, to- we have, we've been pretty topical this year so far. Look, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to get us out in the world. I'm trying to get you know us out in the world so that they can understand what I have to go through every week. What you, know, it's you quite have the to trial. go the audacity of this man. <laughs> what you have to go through. I mean, researching anime week to week to week and showing them to somebody who doesn't even appreciate my efforts. No, you understand, I lock you up in my basement and I saw off your fingers one by one, but you don't understand the emotional toll it takes on me. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> don't be ridiculous, Rem. I start with the toes. <laughs> All right, so so what do you have planned for today, Sean? Uh, we are going to do one of our most requested anime uh, as uh, from the past year, actually. Oh, uh, and, okay. Yep, and uh, not as in not as in anime that have aired in the past year, mind. Uh, but just we've gotten a lot of emails over the year, and this is one that we've gotten more tweets and more requests uh, to cover. And I figured, you know, three years is a special occasion, and we should absolutely take advantage of it. Of course. Uh, so the real question is, Rem, is how hungry are you? Um, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a bit hungry. A bit, I'm a bit hungry. hungry right now. Yeah. Are you sure you're not ravished? You're not starving? Uh, not, not starving. Wouldn't go that far. But like, I am probably going to eat one, once we're done recording. So I'm about like that level oh, of hungry. Well, wh- what are you thinking of eating, Rem? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know, I might have some, like, chili or, or, or pizza, you know? Mm, 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 Gonna put any meat in that, or is it just gonna be, like, a, uh, all natural type of, uh, like, bean affair, or, like, uh, just a cheese pizza? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably, it, it will probably have, have some, some meat. I, I often have meat in my meals, even though, uh, even though I recognize the, the moral quandaries that that raises. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Yeah. Uh, speaking of moral quandaries, Rem. <laughs> yes, Sean? <laughs> the anime that we're going to be talking about this week uh, raises quite a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> because today, Remington, we are going to completely finish... Oh, fuck. The Promised Neverland. Oh, hell yes. Oh, the day has come. Here we go, boys. About fucking time. Finally, we're going back to something that I just adore and have wanted to see more of for ages. A year to be exact. Good God. Yep, because it was my anime of the year of 2019, which means we did our Promised Neverland episode around January 20th, I want to say, of the last year. So it's been a little over a year. Uh, And what makes this topical, you ask? Promised Neverland Season 2 is currently airing. Hell yeah. So we're jumping on it. Uh, although, for those of you wondering what we think of Season 2, or rather what I think of Season 2, because I'm the only one who's uh, had the pleasure of watching it, uh, I'm scared. That's my response. Oh, okay. That's uh, fair. But that has nothing to do with Season 1, which is what we're going to be finishing today, Rem. <laughs> Uh, season one is objectively amazing. So, and speaking of objectively amazing, uh, Rem, what do you remember from the Promised Neverland? All right, so uh, I do not remember any of their names. That is lost in time. But they're all like English names. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've, every week I am filled with brand new names, most of which I struggle to pronounce, and then I have to relearn new ones. I I can't keep them all in my head, Sean. You I mean, have I can. you have white hair kid. That'd be Norman. Ah, uh, yes, of course you got Norman. Uh, then you have black hair kid. 
That's Ray. And then you have, there's a ginger girl. That would be Emma. Awesome. <laughs> Is that uh, oh. really all you remember? <laughs> no, because then you also have the, the, the little kid who's adorable. Phil? Phil. Ah, fucking love Phil. Everyone uh. loves Phil. Phil is great. Uh, you have like a nerdy girl as well. Uh, Gilda. Um, yep. And uh, of course you then have the like sort of headmistress and her her spooky eyed sidekick. Uh, Isabella and Sister Crone. Yes. Uh, and they're they're nice and, and terrifying. And uh, the kids are being auctioned off to eldritch monstrosities as food. Uh, <laughs> that's... Spoilers, wow, God, it's like, I can't believe you're just dropping that on like this. They're on part two! Why would they listen <laughs> to part two of, of this, our revisit episode, if they haven't either watched the anime or listened to part one? You'd be surprised what people are willing to do. Sometimes when people find a podcast that are just like, oh, what's the most recent episode? Let's jump into that one. Uh, So yeah, I remember that they've been trying to come up with a plan to escape and get the fuck out. It's been very like, I know you're planning something. I know you know that I'm planning something. Uh, levels of of cerebral mystery, which I was mm -hmm. really digging. Uh, yeah, that those are that's the gist. Yep. And if I remember correctly, I think we watched five episodes, or was it six? Uh, <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I those, know we at one of those sounds five. right. Hmm? One of those sounds right. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, I think I gave you the option to watch just three, and then I said if you'd like, you can watch five, but I'm not oh, yeah, gonna force you to. Yeah, no, that that sounds that sounds accurate. That sounds okay, right. okay, okay. So yeah, no, you basically kind of summed it up. Uh, more specifically, what ends up happening is they watch their friend. Uh, they find their friend's corpse at the very beginning. Yep, uh, little Connie. Yep. Uh, or Coney, as they they pronounce it. Yes, and uh, learn about the demons that are selling them and how that the uh, orphanage is essentially a farm uh, yep. for for kids and. For whatever reason, the smarter the kids, the higher they are valued. Oh, uh, yeah, which yeah. Is, which is why uh, Connie, who is a uh, not the brightest kid, gets shipped off at age six, whereas we have Norman, Ray, and Emma, who are uh, 11 and very intelligent. Oh, yeah, and, and we just had, if I remember, there was just this whole spiel about, like, someone is a spy, and so Norman yes. tricked Ray and some of the other kids by being like, here's info, and he told them all different stuff yeah. and found and out that Ray is a little bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I I don't think you can say that about an 11-year-old kid. Like, I feel like that's a no, bit No, I, I disagree. I, th I would argue, if anything, the vast majority of 11-year-old kids are little bitches, you which know, isn't their fault. It's I'm not doing a moral condemnation of them. We were little bitches when we were 11. Some would argue Sean and I are still little bitches, but almost everyone, when they're 11 years old, you're a little bitch, which is fine. Society doesn't expect you not to be. I mean, I did teach 11-year-old Boy Scouts for three years, so I can kind of agree with that. <laughs> like, 11-year-old boys are the worst, and as someone who was one, yeah, nah, sorry, y'all, but it's kind of the truth. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, it is revealed that, uh, Ray is, uh, the quote-unquote traitor, or is he? Which is the, uh, big cliffhanger that we left you on, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and you know, this is an interesting case. Normally, when, when you give me a, a revisit, I, I just, like, maybe I'll listen to the podcast episode we did on it to sort of remember what the fuck is going on, uh, mm -hmm. and then, and then just start watching. This one, I may straight up just, like, rewatch what I've already seen. Hey, if you're willing to do that, 
uh, more power to you, man. I always love a good rewatch. Such I mean, a good I have show. to. I have to rewatch uh, every show we come back to when we revisit it, anyways. And since I rewatched it in preparation for uh, this episode as well as the second season, I figured uh, this would be the perfect way to celebrate three years of making a anime podcast. Oh, you know, uh, it, it's usually pretty shit, but there's sometimes, like like with Promise Neverland, where, where it's pretty good. It's pretty good yep. shit. And you have the lovely uh, uh, perspective of not having to deal with uh, what all of us who are up to date with the manga, like, because the manga's complete, by the way. I've read it to completion, oh, yeah. uh, as well as in preparation for this, uh, which is why I'm scared for the second season. But, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, won't, yeah. I won't, I'll withhold my judgment until the season is done. Uh, but let's just say things are feeling a bit Tokyo ghouly right now, which is unfortunate. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, Rem, it, this show is my favorite show of 2019 the manga is spectacular it, it's dark it's visceral it's uncomfortable it you fear for these kids and you want to see them succeed but you don't know if they can all the time uh and the world just keeps shitting and on these kids and it is delightful i i'm so interested jump back in it's dark it's mysterious it's so well thought out it's cerebral it's child murder it, it has all all the things i love in this world while at the same time having a little bit of childlike whimsy and nostalgia sprinkled in so that it's all the more devastating when shit gets fucked. Yeah, and you get to watch all the way to the completion of the first season, which is uh, a very, very well done, very well balanced, and there's only 12 episodes total, so. Oh, thank God. See, th this is fine. This is great. This is going to be a good week. Yeah, see, I can be nice. <laughs> well, sometimes, but yeah. I mean, I granted I was a little mean and I faked you out a bit in the at the beginning because you know that's that's what I do. I like a little misdirection, a little misleading, and it's been a minute since I did. Yeah, that, I was but... I was I was a bit spooked. I was a bit spooked, but uh, but it all worked out. I I feel like I did a great job, and you know what makes great podcasting? Talking about how good of a job you're doing as a host. You know. <laughs> It just really sells it to your audience that people really uh, understand what makes good content. And, you know, I'm just going to, that's me patting myself on the back. Isn't it feel great? Good Doesn't God. feel great at all. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of this bitch. Oh, and speaking God. of audacity, I think without further ado, Rem, let's jump back in. Let us finish the first season of The Promised Neverland. Hey y'all, in an effort to reduce the number of threatening legal emails we get from both anime studios and music rights holders, we will no longer be including a section from the song's opening or ending song. And we're going to be replacing it with a song specifically commissioned for our use. In the meantime, here's a fun sound effect to signify the passing of time between parts one and two of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the entire first season of the hit 2019 anime, Yakusoku no Neverland or The Promised Neverland. And Remington, you've been asking for this one for a long, long time. A year, it, in fact. It's true. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, so the important question is, Rem, uh, do you think it was worth your begging? Uh, yes, yes. It was uh, a very good show. Uh, I really enjoy it. Once again, if somehow you still have not watched it, go and goddamn do so. Uh, that being said, John, don't worry. Uh, you might be thinking, oh, this will just be an episode where everyone is, is happy and joyful. Uh, while I will be singing endless praises, uh, I will say enough to get me in trouble. So, oh, so fret not. <laughs> awesome. it, it will come. <laughs> cool. 
My anime of the year for 2019, one of my favorite manga. You're about to you're about to do some nasty things to it, and it's gonna make me upset. I can't wait. Let's see. All right, well, let's get into it, man. All right, well, uh, we we get started on episode six, the 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 first one uh, after the five episodes, right? And uh, episode five it ended with Don and Gilda. They were sneaking into Mom's room uh trying to to find a way into her her secret area right and just just at the end of episode five the doors was starting to open uh but don't worry i think i feel like i predicted that it was obviously not going to be mom and indeed it obviously was not it was phil uh of course it was phil he's just playing hide and go seek a uh, little little rascal because phil is best character it has to be said <laughs> yeah and so uh, th- this episode, you have Don and Gilda trying to sneak in, right? Uh, Don eventually, like, steals the key from Mom so he can sneak into where Mom uh, talks to headquarters, etc., etc. Meanwhile, the main trio, uh, they find some some books that are written by or published or some shit by William Minerva and uh, can can find some Morse code. Um, and here's, here's I'm, I'm going to say one of my early problems, right? That I didn't know was a problem. I I feel like there there's just a, a big loose thread when it comes to the books with William Minerva and his clues. Like mm-hmm. they were like, oh, this is gonna be real valuable and important, and it's just never brought up ever again. Uh, it is just not in the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah. It yeah it it did feel like they just forgot about it a little bit. Yeah, it's one of the things that didn't quite fully make it into the adaptation of uh, the the Gracefield stuff. Uh, but yeah. it, it's definitely very relevant and is even more so uh, later on. Uh, we won't talk too much about how the second season is going right now because as, <laughs> yeah. of, as of right now, uh, Sean is scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that it, it's one of the few problems that I have where it was like, oh, this is interesting. And it was around like episode 11 that I was like, oh, they're just never... <laughs> they're just never gonna talk about it again. At least I mean, in they, season they one. immediately talk about it again in, as the second season starts, but. <laughs> Enough people were like, hey, what about this? <laughs> All right. Uh, but. But yeah, so they're, they're finding that um, eventually Don and Gilda are able to get in. They they realize that uh, the main trio has not been fully up front, where, whereas the main trio was like, oh, we can still save everyone. They realize, oh, that's not true. They're fucked. <laughs> Uh, and, and they have a nice little argument and disagreement about that. Don lashes out. He gets nice and angry, uh, but it's really only because of his own insecurities. They, they have a, There's a nice little uh, interaction there. Yeah, I mean, they are still kids after all. Yeah. Uh, we end the episode uh, by they're, they're going out, exploring the woods, planning out some more. And then Crone, Sister Crone, she shows up and she offers uh, to join up with them. And that's how we end episode six. Uh, pretty, pretty decent episode. I like seeing complex characters like Don really well fleshed out. Uh, I, I like seeing all the nuance within the characters. Each of them have like multiple motivations, which is pleasant. Uh, Gilda, it gets sort of forgotten about for the most part. Uh, unfortunately, uh, she is a better character in the first half of the season than she is in the second half. But, uh, other than Gilda, everyone is great. <laughs> Sorry, Gilda. You, you're all right. You're not as good as the others though. Uh, so episode seven, we open up with back to that crone conversation. Sister crone. Uh, she, she's discussing it with them and is like, hey, meet me in my room. Uh, I'll help you guys escape because 
I, I just want to fuck over Isabella, the mom, and become a, a mom myself. Uh, so I- Isabella, she gets I mean, some sort of package. Motherhood is a very rewarding thing, you know? It, it's true. It's true. I cannot wait to be a mother and send my children to be demon food. Uh, it's been a lifelong <laughs> aspiration, you know? Uh, and one day, yeah. one day, working hard one towards day. it. Uh, so there, there, there are some plans in the work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have a discussion with Prone where she gives a lot of information and there's some nice back and forth there. Uh, Ray, meanwhile, because he's doing the double agent spy things, he gets a camera as a reward from Mom uh, that he's going to use as a device to deactivate their ear trackers. Uh, Crone investigates. She finds uh, something that she she believes is Isabella's weakness. Um, I, I can't remember. Did they ever show us what she thought she found? Uh, they did not. Yeah, she, it was like, oh, how, she was like, how could how could he even know this? But they just sort of interrupted that thought with uh, mom going to Sister Crow and being like, hey, great news, you're you're going to be a uh, mom in one of the different uh, farms starting now. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and so that's episode seven. Nice and straightforward once again. I really enjoy, like, this episode had quite a bit of it. The strategizing discussions uh, between multiple characters. Like, in this case, you had all five of, of the main children talking about it, all of them including their ideas, because they're very reasonable, while at the same time having imperfect knowledge and varied viewpoints. And I love all of that coming together, because it so rarely does. Usually, it's, you, here, this is obviously the best route, and thus it is the only route we will take, there we go. But having, like, feedback and different ideas, and ha- seeing people brainstorm interesting and good ideas but then also discuss their flaws that's super interesting i love that and it's not done nearly enough sean yeah no it promised neverland is truly something special uh to be said uh, about that uh but uh you know th- there are other shows that do that too just it's a little hard to find them sometimes you know you, you gotta look really yeah. hard you gotta look real hard <laughs> Yeah, it, it, uh, a lot of shows will try to do so, but will fail. Uh, it's one of the reasons why Death Note has it held up over time when we did uh, our watch of it, because it was genuinely well thought out uh, for, for whatever other flaws it has. And the thoughts and the strategy and the planning and being able to see other multiple characters, ideas, information, competing motivations, all all interact and engage with one another. That's super interesting. Uh, episode eight. It's the crone episode is, is really what this one is all about. Uh, or at least the first half of it, because... Oh, Crone, she's going to be a mom. Um, So she she goes to the gate uh, where, where grandma is waiting for her. And Crone uh, quickly understands the shit's about to get fucked because uh, a big old demon is there to, to, to murder Crone. Uh, we, we reflect on Crone's past, right? And uh, Crone gets yeeted. But we see that Crone has left something for for Norman. Something. We don't know what, but there's something. Um, so then, uh, so yeah, Crone fucking yeeted. She's dead as fuck. Uh, and, then, and then we move on to uh, the, the tr- main trio. They're coming up with a plan. Ray is going to distract Mom while Norman and Emma explore and, and survey what's beyond the big wall. Right, keeping them in. Uh, Gilda and Don, you're on lookout duty. Congrats. Um, 
So Ray is is distracting and discussing. Um, then Mom starts discussing how well she she uh, got rid of Crone. Uh, and and she has a, Mom has a great line that's just telling Ray, "Yes, I didn't need her anymore, so I got rid of her." Uh, then they they do it a little bit on the noise nose by pointing out like, "And the same goes for you." And Ray is like, "Excuse me, what the fuck?" So she locks him in a room and is like, "Yeah, fuck you." Uh, and then she goes out searching for Norman and Emma, which is the the plan is fucked now so she she goes out there don sees something's up he frees ray they that those two and gilda they they run uh to try and follow mom to norman and emma see see if they can help in any way uh mom finds emma and norman uh they haven't climbed the wall yet but they're still past the fence so they're they're in a bit of trouble uh and mom is just straight up like hey all right let, let, let's cut the shit take the mask off uh it, it's nice to properly meet both of you uh just give up just don't don't even try because it won't work uh which you know that's how sean and i met uh i, I was an ambitious <laughs> ambitious yeah, youngin and uh sean sean just came up to me and and said hey give up on all your dreams <laughs> yeah let's give do it now my podcast Sorry. together that's the best way to handle <laughs> yeah, it exactly <laughs> so you say it's nice and low uh <laughs> so yeah, you got you got you got to start from the bottom so you can get uh, slightly higher in the bottom we're still at the bottom but uh we're we're at least able to look down on some people yeah. So, uh, Emma tells Norman to go for it. Emma rushes, uh, rushes, uh, Isabella, the mom, and Isabella immediately, uh, slams Emma to the floor and breaks her leg in, in one quick swoop in a real fucked up scene. Uh, but you enjoyed every uh, second of it, didn't you? Oh yeah, it was, it was delightfully <laughs> fucked up. I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly, uh, cause good God, Jesus Christ. Holy it's not moly. every day you get to see this uh, sweet, intelligent little girl uh, get her leg fucking broken in two. <laughs> yeah, it was real messed up. Uh, and, and so then they're like, uh, then she's like, oh, by the way, uh, Norman, you're shipping out like very soon. Uh, and so that's how we end episode eight. So shit, shit's pretty fucked for our, our cast of characters right now. They wanted to survey the area, but now Norman is going to get shipped out. Emma has a broken leg. Uh, Mom knows everything. Uh, oof. Yeah, that seems that seems like a real bad day. Maybe we should just give up. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, the, that 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 is heavily discussed. Yes. Uh, multiple times, it's discussed. Like, should we give up? Uh, episode nine opens up with Norman. Just he he puts on uh, a nice strong face for Emma. Is is basically like, hey Emma, I'm gonna die. That's okay. Don't don't worry about it. it it's fine. And she's like, no. And she's he's like, yeah, it, it'll all it, you'll escape. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm gonna go get some water. And then he breaks down, which is a nice moment showing uh like how he's presenting versus like how he really feels. Uh, he's just fucked up on the inside. Which you know, if you were 11 years old and you were about to be fed by demons and you didn't know if there was actually any hope for you or your friends, it might be a little bit emotional. Yeah, uh, just, just a little, little bit. Just a touch. Uh, I I. I've come to realize that uh, <laughs> if I am about to be murdered and eaten by demons, uh, I might feel some sadness. <laughs> just a little bit, though. Yeah, at just, least. just a bit. Uh, you know, so baseline. When when he returns, uh, Ray and Emma are like, "Hey, Norman." Fuck your dumbass plan to die. Let's come up with a new one. So they they come up with more ideas. 
Ray has finished his his tracker destroyer device, right? Um, their their general idea is like having Norman escape, shut off his tracker, and then still subtly help out with the escape plan. Uh, that that's the general idea. Um, then Norman he goes he 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 sees Crone's gift, though we don't know what it is yet. Uh, then he goes for an escape. He he climbs up the the wall. He looks out. He has the device. Uh, and then we see the mother realize, where the fuck is Norman? And then she's like, oh, there he is. And Norman sh shows up. He's returned. Uh, and people are like, what the fuck, Norman? Jesus fucking Christ, Norman. Why do you always fuck everything up, Norman? Um, and then he was like, oh, yeah, there's just a cliff on the other side. So, uh, just had yeah, a sad trombone there, Dylan. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just going to leave yours in, right? He might put a little, he might put a little stank on it. Maybe add some reverb or something. But you know, he's not going to go to the effort to get like the actual sound effect. I, I believe in him. Uh, I believe in our editor. But, uh, but yeah, so shit, shit is still very, very fucked. And uh, that was the last day before Norman is supposed to be sent out. So, oh no, what will happen? Um, there is one flaw with this episode, Sean. Um, yeah. Not with this episode, more like with what is mentioned at this point. Um, and it, it's Ray. Ray is is a oh god. All right, so Ray he has a real good memory, right, Sean? Ah, yeah, I think I know what you're about to talk about. <laughs> He has yeah, such no. a good memory that he remembers being a fetus. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> it's for, for such a smart show, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my goddamn life. It feels so, like they were doing good with like authentic, intelligent characters, but then they pull this bullshit that so many other shows do where it's just like, oh yes, I can't just be smart. I have to be inhumanly smart to an impossible degree. What the fuck are you talking about? You have memories of being a fetus. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, he explained the whole theory behind it. And as soon as I read that in the manga for the first time, I was like, hmm, hold on. Immediately Googled it. I was like, ooh, yeah, no, that doesn't really kick in until three or four, my dude. Yeah. It's, it was so dumb. It was really, really, really dumb. Possibly the stupidest thing in the entire show, at least for season one. Oh, Who knows I can agree two? with you completely, but I'm willing to let it slide because everything else is so amazing. Yes, fortunately, uh, fortunately, like there's a nice moment later and it creates, and narratively, it works. It just, good God. It, Logically, it, it, it's a it's a bit much. It's, it's so a little, a little stupid. It, it's dipping into Scientology, which I never want my anime <laughs> to do. <laughs> we like to keep our weep shit and our cult shit separate. Uh, which isn't to say Scientology is a cult, of course. Uh, I, I just happen to make a completely separate claim, completely uh, separated from what Sean said. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. And I'm uh, a reasonable and level-headed uh, analyst when it comes to anime. It uh, makes so, perfect sense. So uh, we start episode 10. We only got three episodes left. Uh, it, it's Norman having his farewells. There are some flashback memories of, of his his time with, with Emma uh, and, to a lesser extent, Ray. Um, no fetus memories some, for him. Some happy, no, no fetus memories for Norman. No, he's a plebeian like the rest of us. <laughs> fucking amateur uh i i look down on anyone who can't remember their fetus days uh so 
<laughs> so, uh, he's he's on his way out. He's donned his his suit. He's being taken away by mom. Uh, suddenly, Emma is like, "Fuck this." She yeets herself in all of her broken leg glory at Norman, uh, tries to deactivate his tracker and is like, run, you son of a bitch. Uh, Norman like stops her, sort of like wrestles, hides the device and is like, hey, don't be a dumb bitch. You're fantastic. They, They do the coy thing where he's going to say I love you to her, but doesn't, um, which is fine, frankly, because... I, I don't want the romance to become, like, serious. I just liked it being a nice, uh, un- understated child romance. I don't want it to become, like, a real thing. That it, mm, Don't worry. You don't have to worry thing. about that. Romance is definitely not <laughs> this show's goal. I'll tell you that right yes. fucking now. Uh, and don't worry. They don't get together because Norman goes and, like, you, you might be thinking, is there something else? No, he fucking dies. Bye, Norman. He's gone. Uh, that being said, they don't show us the dead body, which in a way worries me. Let me explain why, Sean. Like, they blatantly say that he's dead, right? And everyone believes him to be dead. Uh, but the fact that they didn't show a dead body makes me think and makes me worry they might do a dumb as fuck twist in season two about it. I'm hoping they don't because Norman being dead, that has some weight. That feels like consequences, right? It's like, oh, we, we, we made so much progress, but there were some sacrifices along the way. If Norman lives, it's probably a dumb as fuck choice. Um, so I'm, so yeah, that, that's my concern, Sean. I, that's my, that's one of my worries, I would say. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, in season one, in isolation, he's dead as fuck. You still there, Sean? Yep. All right, cool. Just have to make sure that, uh, like, I'm not talking over you like that one time. Uh, (laughs) like every other episode when, uh, the shoddy closet internet doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, don't Uh, worry, lad. I'm, I'm thinking of investing in, like, the same microphone that Dylan has so I can just record in my room. Oh, that'd be smart. Just Uh, because the closet internet ain't... (laughs) It ain't gonna fly. It's true. It ain't gonna right. fly. Anyway, continuing. So yeah, so so Norman, he's he's gone. He's he's fucked. Uh, so it, it's nice and tragic. Emma and Ray are super bummed about it. Uh, Ray is like, may as well just give up. Mom goes to Emma and is like, hey, obviously just give up, but you know, you could become a mom later. And Emma's like, uh, or you could fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love Emma so much. Emma's just, Emma's Emma's so good. So then we have a a month-long time skip to Ray's last day before his birthday and before he's sent out. He's chatting with Emma, and they're both chatting, and Ray's like, you haven't actually given up, have you? Uh, And she has a smile signifying that no, she hasn't. And that's the end of episode 10. Finally, we're in the last two episodes. Shit's about to go crazy, Sean. Um, But there's one note about these two episodes, or two notes, rather. I still think they're good. I think there's a strong conclusion to season one, right? Um, But the pacing is worse in these last few episodes than it is anywhere else. Combined with the fact that it goes from being a horror strategic mystery to being a, a heist drama, which isn't the worst thing ever, but is is very mildly disappointing. Do you see where I'm coming from, Sean? Oh yeah, no, I get it, man. Uh, that's definitely uh, a a very on the Remington side of things, though. Uh, it's <laughs> so heavy in the realm of personal preference that I can't really fault you for it, man. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I get exactly what you mean. Uh, and thankfully, as the story goes on, there are plenty of really horrifying moments as well, uh, <laughs> yeah. even if there are genre shifts throughout the whole series. But it's... 
I think it's fine personally, but I can understand why you'd want to be uh, want it to be a bit more of what it was at the start. Yeah. So uh, Emma explains in episode eleven that Don and Gilda have been prepping this whole time. Uh, Ray explains his plan. Uh, he's like, "All right, so I'm gonna set fire to this place and myself. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Fuck the world." Uh, <laughs> it's very well thought out. Uh, it's like well, you got all this gasoline. haircut for a reason, I suppose. I mean, it, it made the most sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he lights a match, pours gasoline all over the dining hall and himself, and he drops it. Ray, uh, no, Emma attempts to to stop it, but then we see uh, Emma screaming for Ray. Mom shows up and is like, "What the fuck's going on?" Sees everything is in fire, uh, and Emma's like, "Ray is in there. Oh God." Uh, Mom uses her tracker to see that yes, indeed, there's a tracker in there. Ray is fucked. Uh, Emma disappears, runs away. Mom follows after uh, using the tracker and then sees just uh, that Emma has Van Gogh'd herself to get the tracker off. She's just <laughs> cut off her own ear. Uh, so now she can't be tracked. And Mom is like, oh, shit. So then we get a billion flashbacks, um, which feels a bit... I disagree with the, with having a month-long time skip, only then to fill in that time skip with a bunch of flashbacks. It feels a bit too, like, well, we have to shock and surprise you at every turn, even if it's not necessarily super warranted, right? Uh, it, it feels like they were, they were more focused on surprise rather than narrative value and pacing for these couple episodes, uh, which, once again, is not the worst thing, and they are still good episodes. Uh, but it was a bit disappointing. Yeah, just a little so, little difference in structure would have been better there, you think? Yeah, because it's like, oh man, now we're already here, uh, and and nothing has happened. But actually, everything has happened. Let me tell you about everything that's that's happened that we just skipped over. And it's like, well, okay, sure. And it's all so that we can get a few surprising moments. But it, it feels unwarranted. It doesn't feel like it, they they earned the like, and they earned plenty of surprises throughout throughout the season like so many they earned and worked their ass off for that you're like oh shit that's what a surprise that makes total sense and is really well done but in the last episode you're like oh okay I, that i guess that is surprising but like that's all it is uh yeah. but, but, but i don't want to like overstate like how bad they were by any means uh, they they were fine they just weren't as good the way i see it is it's definitely uh, the pacing issue in the last two episodes is apparent just due to the fact that they only had 12 episodes to get things done. Yeah. And they had to cram a lot of the stuff in at the last second, it felt like. Yeah, and my worry, uh, my worry are that these tendencies would carry in to season two. Uh, <laughs> that there'd be some similar pacing problems that it, it <laughs> might shy away, not entirely, uh, but still more than I would like away from the horror mystery strategy elements and focus more on drama and like high stakes heist escape stuff, uh, which like I understand, uh, but mm. E, mm. I, I'm okay with it being here at the end. But I don't want these elements to pervade through season two, and I'm really worried that that's what they would do. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it as soon as we're done uh, with everything, uh, <laughs> yeah. with you catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Look, just because this is our, our you know, our three-year anniversary and it's a show you've been wanting to talk about for a while, doesn't mean I'm not also using this as an excuse to talk about uh, season two a bit. Oh, of course, of course. So, uh, continuing back on to episode 11, right? Uh, we, we learn about, like, Norman's last plan that he gave to to Emma and that the gift from Sister Crone was uh, a mold for the key for Mother's secret room. And they, they planned it with everyone, told mostly everyone except the super young children. With the exception, there's one child who uh, stayed back and uh, I'm sort of blending episode 11 and 12. Um, they were like, well, we can't take all the young children. It just won't work. What if we try to come back for them in a couple of years? But we need to tell at least one of them. And who they tell? Phil. Mother fucking Phil. And when they tell Phil, Phil is just l- little adorable. Phil is like, I fucking knew it all along. Because Phil, Phil is the fucking best. Yeah, Phil is the bastion of strength at Gracefield. He is he is the cornerstone, the linchpin of this entire operation. And anybody who doubts Phil should be punished. Admittedly, uh, they could have done a little bit more to establish like Phil's intelligence, because they had like one line about how he was a, a like a good test scorer or whatever the fuck. Uh, but other than that, he has been exclusively adorable and sympathetic, uh, which I love him in that role. Uh, so I think they could have developed it a little bit more. But once again, Phil is still amazing. Uh, we all love Phil. He's a fucking baller. Uh, so yeah, everyone uh, escapes through through the fire. Uh, other than like all the super young children, they're they're running on their way out. We get to episode twelve, final episode. Um, an alarm happens. And it's like, ah, shit, they're trying to reach the bridge, except no, even though the bridge was supposedly the only way it can cross, there's another way that it can cross, which once again would have been nice if we like established some of these details a little sooner, but okay, sure. Uh, so they, they're, they, you got to cross the chasm. They've been training for this. They, uh, essentially create, um, uh, what's it called? Sean, hmm? a zip line. There we go. Yes. That's the word. They, Glad they create- I can help. <laughs> always there when i need you sean uh they create some zip lines go across the chasms uh mom starts to realize what's going on and starts climbing uh the wall you have a couple cowardly kids who struggle that was really i think only here to add a little bit of tension and not much other reason uh which once again not ideal but fine uh Mom finally catches up and Emma is is the last one up there to do the zip line. Uh and Emma is like, "Hey yo, fuck you." and slides down. Uh we we get some nice flashbacks to the mother when she was uh when when she was a, a little girl in one of the farms, which I I was expecting this scene to happen for like ages. Uh so it makes mm-hmm. sense it finally comes at the end. Uh and the mom like tried to escape and failed before becoming ending up becoming a mom. Um loved a song that she heard from one of her friends in the farm. She would hum it all the time. When she she got pregnant, she would sing it to herself. And and so when she became a mother and one of the kids was singing, it was Ray who remembered the tune as a fetus. <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't get... Like, okay, yeah, it's fine narratively, and it's like, it makes sense then why it was like a spy deal, and they they had a relationship, because Ray's literally her child. But, oh my god, it's still so fucking dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. But to be fair, I mean, she also took care of him until he was one. You know, that's the way it goes, so that's a little better than just fetus. 
I sure. It's not much better. Not but it's, much. It, 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 it's there. It it yeah. Still a bit dumb. Uh, but all of the kids we see them uh running to the escape. They make it to their first morning. There they are. They have made it. And the mom uh a, a little bit bittersweet is happy for them. Uh, regardless of the ramifications she may now face. And that's how we end the season. Uh, and yeah, I think super strong show. Great show. Um, once again, I have fundamental worries about season two. I can't remember, there was another show that I felt similarly with, um, that I can't remember what it was, but I recall saying I enjoyed season one. Oh, okay, weird comparison. It was Domestic Girlfriend. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 mm, very weird comparison. <laughs> But going simil- from eating children to not gonna make that joke. Never mind. Uh, oh, hey, God. Dylan, you got some editing to do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're, I, I feel similarly in that, like, really like where it's at and where it left off. But I'm really worried about where the story may continue and how it's done from this point forward. So I would strongly recommend people watch season one. And I, I am not warranted to say any more than that. But I am spooked. I am spooked beyond belief, Sean. Uh, Think of it this way, Rem. If you're spooked... Uh, how do you think all of us feel, uh, all the people who were fans of the manga and all of the people who absolutely adored season one of the anime for, uh, albeit with all of its flaws, uh, which aren't many, it's just one or two little things here and there. Uh, imagine how scared folks are right now about season two. We're gonna, I said before, we're not gonna get too into it, but we're gonna get a little into it just because you gotta be mentally prepared, Rem. And I, I strongly suggest (laughs) that if you want to continue this story, uh, uh, either wait for season two to completely finish airing, because at this time I believe there's only five episodes out, uh, and then hold withhold judgment, because uh, here's the thing, Rem. Uh, season two of Promised Netherland is doing something that is scaring uh, the absolute shit out of um, the manga readers in general. Yeah? Can, can you share with me what, what this spooky thing it's doing is? Well, uh... Season two has decided to do an anime-only version of the story. Oh, so it's separating from the manga. Is that what you're saying? A little bit, yes, but not Ugh. like not completely. There are lots of hints at uh, events in the original storyline and characters in the original storyline and order of events and such. But there are just slight differences layered throughout each individual episode and certain plot points that are a bit off. And there are some differences that are kind of interesting, but also very kind of concerning. Uh, yeah. And to emphasize how concerning this are, uh, this is rather, uh, I'm gonna send you an infographic. It's an infographic of the rough <laughs> estimate, the rough, the the rough estimation of how many manga chapters were adapted per season. Uh, all the manga <laughs> chapters adapted for the first season, plus all the manga chapters adapted for these first five episodes of the second season. Uh, hold on to your butt. Oh. That's that is a significant difference. So, um, the, he's essentially sent me a, a nice little infographic uh, that shows that uh, twelve episodes for season one took uh, thirty-seven chapters adapted. Meanwhile, the five episodes of season two have already adapted eighty. Oh God! Kind of. Yeah. So there are two positives about uh, season two right now that we are clinging on to hope right now. We are we are we are desperately trying to stay on the positive here because. You know, folks love the first season, and you can see one uh, 37 chapters adapted into 12 episodes is a little fast, 
Like, it's a lit. It's not quite within that threshold you want, but it's enough that it's a reasonable fodder for adaptation. Yeah. It, it, for the most part, it had pretty good pacing until the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if it had maybe one or two more episodes in it, it probably would have yeah. been perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Why you know, would it, you it, make it, such a decision for... C- oh, God. All right. I, yeah. hmm, hmm, it, this does seem to confirm at least some of my fears that I yeah. talked about. Look, man, maybe we'll do an episode where we just have you read the manga. That might be the best way to handle <laughs> <it>. <laughs> But, Sean, one of the mottos of this show has been the manga doesn't matter. That, that, that is true, but I think it matters a little when it's being, when my, <laughs> one of my favorite animes is being Tokyo Ghouls. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, so right now there is some hope still. There is some hope because there have been little hints of interesting and some little, like, slice of life anime elements that have been slipped in there that have been nice and fun. Uh, But there's also the concern that there are just, like, I don't know, one major character and at least half a dozen minor characters that just don't seem to exist right now. Oh, Jesus. I, oh, no. uh, It's scary, Rem. It's scary. Uh, I'm telling everybody to hold on to hope just for a little bit longer uh, because maybe something amazing will happen. I mean, yeah, I know the manga only has, you know, 230-something chapters, uh, and we're only on episode 5 out of 11, but uh, you never know. 5 out of 11? It's not... Wait, it's not 12? No, no, it's only listed. They're making it's only listed for eleven episodes. uh, I understand what the fuck. Based on my research, uh, they could have a twelfth one. I that might be a good thing if they have a twelfth one. But I, hmm, I'm real scared, Ram. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think the fear seems to be warranted. Uh, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully it it is good and it works out and it is not a rushed dumpster fire. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've gotten some fantastic animation in it. Uh, we've gotten some awesome little character growth. Uh, but let's let's just say, Rem, you were worried about it losing its psychological horror roots. Well, I found them. Yeah. <laughs> I found <laughs> psychological horror. <laughs> and that's being a manga reader who thinks they know what's going on, but apparently does not. Uh, so oh, I suppose with that, Rem, the scariest question I have to ask on our three-year anniversary, is there any chance you'd like to watch some more Promise Neverland with me? N- not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, Sean. I need to know whether or not it, it is better as a standalone season or, or whether it's worth watching more. Because I so don't basic- want to ruin the memories that I have formed with it. <laughs> So basically you're saying in about six weeks, if you don't hear from me for a while, (laughs) you can probably assume the worst. Yeah. Uh, Because I'll be in such a depressive slump that I won't want to come out of my room for no reason. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, God. Well, three years, buddy. We did it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our psychological torment as well as the discussion of the edibility of children, then please uh, leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you'd like to help us grow, word of mouth is a great way to do it. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, including gaining access to all kinds of lovely little bonus content, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can even have the opportunity to hear Rem horribly mispronounce your name. And Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, of course, I would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on up, we reach the Yandere waifus, who take all of the anime we love 
and and give them sh- questionable and dubious uh, second seasons. And on that list, we have <laughs> Reverse Kismo Kismo, Redneck Weeb, Kitty, Yuliana, Tawa is cute, Corona is infectious. Now, Sean, have you heard the good word of Fudikuchi Monoton question mark? Uh, well, there, there, there we are for that. Uh, that people guy really, that makes you say really cunt on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. true. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> not the first time we've said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Onichan Baka Uwu. Uh, Sean, or as they have it, Sean. Evangelion is trash. Get over it. Uh-hoo. Shots fired. Scoopy loopy, boopy doopy, hoopy goopy, oopy. Sarah Birch. Salty Pretzel. Remington is not a man of culture, Fox and Boy. Remington Merrill. Ready to be isekai'd. Put out merch already. I want reasons to give you money. Nick Harvey. Mary Nikki and their time books. Uh, Mahu no Pug Tears. Lonely Geek 23. Kyle Welsh. Kazumarako, Jax, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid, Ichigo Simp 015, Hwood, hey Sean, I'm going to ground pound your mother so hard I send her into the world of small Ame. Well, excuse you. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, excuse that you. is also a VTuber reference. Man, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 We need to <laughs> We need to record oh that VTuber episode bonus episode already just because I there's a lot I gotta explain to ya. Oh god. Oh god. Uh Glenn Michael Dolan, Ghostly Bishi, Farmer, what do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing, they fast, weeb. Uh Duck, <laughs> Devin McCutcheon, Darth Pikachu, Dark Swarm 713, Cynical Witch. Come play Warhammer with me on Tabletop Simulator. This is an open invitation. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, Cheese Monkey, Ariel it's Bird, Apostle of, of the dice. Church of Remington, <laughs> Andrew Sinclair, Andrew Rowkey, Elise Howard, and last but not least, we have Alexander Nasi and Senyo. Thank absolutely all of our Yandere waifus. But we move on. We reach. Uh, we reach Hogwarts. We're hitting Elijah Wood. We're grabbing the Ring of Invisibility. We are the Boy Wizard tier. And on on this. This time, everybody is going to get uh, quotes from that great Daniel Radcliffe show, Lord of the Rings. Everyone's getting a Lord of the Ring quote. Ooh, ooh, it's been so, a while. Uh, it's been a while since I've felt this feeling. <laughs> so, uh, Brown Mamba, you are going to get, uh, this is also, I should mention, this is from apparently the top 20 quotes from Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, that, there's going to be a lot of verbiage in there, my man. By by Earl. Uh, just Earl. So, Earl, don't lead me astray. So, uh, Brown Mamba, you get the time of the elves is over. Do we leave Middle Earth to its fate? Do we let them stand alone? Well, great quote. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Spicy Log Horizon is one of the best reasons you say Kai used to be a real hot take. You are going to get, I would rather share one lifetime with you than face all the ages of this world alone. Oh, that Aww. one's pleasant. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, no, that's loving. It's very sweet, very romantic. Sister Loving Dave. What a fucking name. You are going to get uh, that that great Harry Potter quote. I, th- I thought up an ending for my book, and he lives happily ever after till the end of its days. Oof. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you leave my boy Bilbo out of this. <laughs> uh, Rare Ritashi Nitenshi ga Moriyate is the cutest show ever of all time, Kumiko. You are going to get, I'm glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee, here at the end of all things. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Pil- Pilkster, the Symphogear Advocate, you are going to get, there is only one Lord of the Ring, only one who can bend it to his will, and he does not share power. Roll cards. Uh, Miguel Delion, you are going to get... Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. MT the Poet, you are going to get... 
There is no curse in Elvish, Entish, or the tongues of men for this treachery. Good old tree beard. Yeah. I call Bone Drew Daddy. You are going to get the ring has awoken. It's heard its master's call. Uh, Enrique Perez Torres. You are going to get, but the fat hobbit, he knows. Eyes always watching. <laughs> Is that your golem? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they get you to play him in the movie? Andy Circus, eat your heart out. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, I can do a golem, all right? You ready for my golem? Oh, God, I, I can't wait. I am at the edge of my stool. Hey, I'm golem. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Joey Wheeler, what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, Yooks, I'm gone. I... Hey. <laughs> hey, my precious, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You've activated my precious. All right. Uh, <laughs> was that to Enrique? Uh, was it? All right, Delina Perez. You are going to get up. Uh, you are the luckiest, the canniest, and the most reckless man I ever knew. Bless you, laddie. Uh, and last but not least, we have dedicated sadist who has the single greatest quote of of all of, of Lord of the Rings, and that is, We swears to serve the master of the precious. We will swear on, on the precious. So... <laughs> Oh, I summon baby dragon and it uses the precious to go into attack position. Uh, last but not least, we reach the highest of all tiers, the Shefano Musco tier, Corey in the house. And on this tier, uh, because we're celebrating the anniversary, uh, you guys are, are going to get some of our highest downloaded episodes. Uh, and when I give you guys uh, one of our highest downloaded episodes, Sean will say his favorite memory from that anime or that episode. All right? Oh, sounds, fuck. Sounds good? Oh, no. Ram, we've done over a hundred of these things. Don't worry. Well, I, I'm, I'm just looking at our top ten most downloaded, and I'm hoping... Our most downloaded, you have to remember them. So, of course, we start with Silicon Spectre, and you are going to get... Uh, all right, uh, let, let's start off nice and easy. Uh, our third most listened to, to My Hero Academia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I Unironically, I think one of my favorite parts was uh, our little fight about when to watch the show. <laughs> it, it's a good one. Uh, it's still, amazingly, one of my most seemingly controversial, but it has been affirmed by multiple people. Not everyone. A lot of people hate that opinion that I have about My Hero Academia, but more people than I anticipated have agreed, and that's amazing. Look, uh, all I'm going to say is reiterate, if you're going to do it, you should at least just read the manga first. <laughs> all right, then we have uh, Zachary Shirley was referencing what you thought I was referencing, and I subscribed. Oof. Uh, you are going to get... Uh, all right, well, speaking of terrible memories from my past... Uh, ooh, which one do I go for? Uh, let, let's go for our most downloaded of all time, our original Sword Art Online episode, episode two. <laughs> it's, it's at the peak of the mountain. How can I pick a single moment from I, that episode, Ren? Oh, God, it's so fucked. I, I think I think the sheer the sheer shock and horror of when we first got back after watching it uh just the uh, the odd like the sheer horror you did you weren't expecting it to be as bad as it was you had some hope uh, and as soon as we got into I think it was like episode two maybe you lost all hope <laughs> and true. from there it was a downward spiral oh all right so then we have religion out of context you very fittingly are going to get 
uh, the number nine spot, episode 87, The Promised Neverland. Oh, uh, favorite memory from that? Actually hearing you happy for once. I know, it's so rare. Uh, mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have Omoto Aigao Uwu, Rem Onichan, Babababaka, and you are going to get, uh, well, you're going to get the sixth position, episode 32, Attack on Titan. Oh, that's one of our highest listened to still? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my best memory is uh, all the lovely emails we got after it because it so made all of the many. death threats uh, feel not as painful. <laughs> if you'd like, uh, so once again, thank all of you. And if you'd like to contact us directly, whether it's for a question, comment, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, don't fuck your sister. What kind of person Naruto is? The little bitch.